This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone. It's a massive week of tennis action in Indian Wells, which means it's a bumper edition of the Betting Weekly Game Bet Match Tennis Podcast. And this is our WTA podcast looking ahead to what is the biggest tennis tournament of the year. Well, not the year. (laughs) It's Australian Open with uh, our WTA handicapper, Rory Jawani. Rory, I'm quite excited about it because... I'll tell you why I get excited about this tournament, because I think this is when the tennis season really starts. You know, the the, the Australian Open comes in and it's like, oh, wow, we're into a major. And then the next couple of weeks, months after that, it's sort of tournaments where everyone's finding a bit of form. And it feels as now, now the tennis season really starts going with the American hardcore swing. It does, yeah. We've got the Sunshine Double, Indian Wells, and then Miami. And then not long after that, we're into the clay court season. So, yeah, as you say, it really does crank up now. And uh it's exciting. So many good players, and and it's a big tournament. It's a big draw, big main draw. Um, all the seeds coming in the second round, so we've got to wait a bit to see the big names. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting tournament and very exciting. Um, looking forward to seeing all the big guns in action. Yeah, it's one of the only tournaments where the men and the women play at the same venue. It's Indian Wells in California. There's 32 women's seeds that are into the second round and there's 64 players playing for the right to face one of the seeds in that second round. Uh, we've got some outright markets. We've got some match bets that you've highlighted for us. Um, but before we go on to it, we're still in the red at the moment, minus 14 units, which is not 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 perfect. But as I said, it's been a very, very difficult month. And there's not many tennis bettors who make money in January and February. They make money in these kind of tournaments as the season goes on. So uh, one thing we do here at uh, Betting Weekly and, and Game Bet Match, we always are transparent with our results. So we are minus 14 units at the moment, but no, nothing to worry about that. We had some unlucky losers along the way, but we're going to get a lot of it back this week. I just feel it in my bones. I just know it's going <laughs> to happen, Royce. No pressure on you, my friend. No pressure on you whatsoever. Uh, but before we go into your picks and look at the draw and, and break it down, uh, give us some kind of what... What we're going to look for betters, what the condition is going to be like. It is a hardcore event, but it's, traditionally it's quite a slow hardcore. So give us a little bit of uh, sort of breakdown of what the sort of um, character and what people we're looking for. What what you have to be to be a winner or someone to go well here in Indian Wells. Yeah, the, the courts are among the slowest hard courts on the tour. Um, and they also use quite heavy balls as well. The pen tour regular duties. Um, yeah, they're reasonably heavy. Um but there is one thing countering that is it's in the desert. So the ball travels a bit quicker through the air because the air is that bit drier. So the ball travels quicker. But it's funny, I was, I was watching some of the, the qualifying action just now and and uh, actually seeing um, um, Gail Monfils practicing with uh, Hubert Herkatz, the po- Polish player. And the ball kind of like, when the ball bounces, it almost 
it almost dies. I mean, it, it's a really slow bounce. So it travels quickly through the air, but the bounce is very slow. So it is, it's a difficult place for, you know, if you're a big server, you're okay because the ball flies through the air. But for the for winners, it's tough because just the bounce is so slow. So you need someone who's not going to make a lot of unforced errors, who's just going to be very solid. Someone like Igor Svantec, who is unsurprisingly the favourite. But um, yeah, it's it's funny because um, it was first held the women's tournament in 1989. No woman's won injured wells more than twice. Um, although that's partly down to Serena Williams boycotting it for, for more than a decade. Sviontek is the defending champion. She beat Maria Sakkari in the set, straight sets in the final. Um, Naomi Osaka and Bianca Andreescu scored their first tour victories at Indian Wells in 2018 and 2019, respectively. Then in 2021, Paola Badosa made her breakthrough at WTA 1000 level. And she beat one of those nine two-time winners, Victoria Azarenka, in the final. So, you know, could we get another first-time winner this year? And there's been a few. I think Azarenka was the last player to win two. I think it was back in 2016. So we've had a lot of one-time, first-time winners. But, you know, when we do look at the outrights, we'll see that Sviontek, obviously the heavy favourite, despite obviously being beaten in Dubai by Barbora Krejcikova. Um, I'm just going to mention quickly, you know, last week, um, we had a couple of 250s. Not bad preparation because similar sort of conditions, slow courts. Donna Vekic won it in Monterey and... Um, if she's playing well in these sort of conditions, I think when she hits the quicker courts, she's going to be great, or especially on grass where she's won tournaments. Um, and Marta Kostiuk won in Austin her first tour title. Um, and that was really interesting because she's a player who really likes to go for winners and as a result makes a lot of errors. But she sort of toned it down in Austin. I think she, you know, she adjusted to the conditions. She played a much more patient game. She was happy to trade a bit and then wait for opportunity. And I think that bodes really well for the future. I mean, she's up to 45 in the world. There's no reason why she can't be top 30 by the end of the year. And then you want, you're seeded then for slams. So it just becomes that bit easier in the early rounds. Um, she's actually in the toughest bit of the draw for Indian Wells. I mean, the draw, goodness me. The fourth quarter is is just stacked. You've got Arena Sabalenka, um, who's the second favourite. You've got Barbara Krajikova is also in, in the fourth quarter. Um, who else is in there? Vekic is in there too. Uh, Coco Goff and Belinda Bencic in that quarter. Uh, Kostyuk's in that quarter as well. You want to avoid that quarter. It's just, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Whoever gets out of that quarter is going to have to play very, very well. Um, in the third quarter, the opposite, you know, the opposite quarter in that bottom half, um, yeah, it's Jessica Pegula and Maria Sakkari are the two big names in it. Um, Pegula, she's reached, I think she's reached the quarterfinals of the last six WTA 1000 hardcore event, hardcore events. Um, and Sakkari, she reached the final 12 months ago, but judging by what happened in Dubai, when, you know, we talked about Krajikova, being a contender and then I just hadn't backed her and then then she won <laughs> without my money on 
I think it pays to sort of follow players and, and stick with players for a while. So um, I really like the look of Yelena Ostapenko again this week. She didn't do badly in Dubai. She took the first set of Sabalenka, who then went out to Krajikova. She could face Pegula again in the last 16, having blown two match points against her in Doha. She reached the semis two years ago, losing in the third to Azarenka. Um there are risks, obviously, with backing Ostapenko, which we've we've gone into before. But she's striking the ball really well, and and that's reflected in the price. Uh, she's fifty dollars, which I think is fair enough for an each way bet. Um, before we get to the top half, it's probably worth looking at the outrights, actually, isn't it? Nigel? Yeah, let's, let's put the outrights up here. I mean, it's the, the outright yeah. markets are here, and and I think the question we have to ask ourselves. I mean. Igor Schrontig is the favourite at plus 160. She got beat by Barbara Kujikova, as we said, a shock result in Dubai. If she had beaten Kujikova and come in on this unbelievable hot run, there is the the the, the, the census to believe that she probably would start this tournament around about even money, but plus 110, something like that. So I think the big question, Mark, before we even go into it, is do we think Shriontek is now being overrated by Bet Rivers at plus 160? There'll be a lot of big hitters here in the tennis world who'll see this price at 160, defending champion, and look at that result against Krajikova and think, you know what, she had a bad day at the office, we're going to bet her at plus 160. Or you're on the camp thinking, well, she is vulnerable, she is beatable, and we're not going to take the 160. We saw some petulance from her in the early part of the the year as well, just before the Australian Open in the match against Pegula. Where do you stand on Schrontek? I think that's the key question you've got to answer here before we break down into sort of any potential, you know, that, that's the one. You, you, you look at that price. Are you a better or are you, are you a fade? I feel I feel a bit with Schrontek, a little bit how I felt about Serena a few years ago in that, you kind of almost take her out of the equation. So I think I think she'll win it, you know, and, and the price tells you that. I think she will win it. And she's plus 160. I think that's a fair enough price. She's the best player in the world. These conditions really suit her. She likes playing there. She likes the weight of the balls as well. You know, everything is in her favour. Um, the only way it pro- could, perhaps could be more in her favour it would be if it was on clay. But this... Slow, hard courts are perfect for her. She's so solid. Her movement's so good. She gets everything back. I can't see her getting beaten. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't take her on. Because at the prices, okay, you know, I always like in these tours, especially a big tour like this, to like pick one from each half of the draw. I'm not going to pick Fiance. I'm going to try and oppose her and try and get her beat just in case. Um you know, go for something at a big price. But, you know, if Sviontek plays like she did, you know, for 90% of the season so far, I mean, she, I think she's lost twice on the tour, mm. uh, re-backing re, re her in, in the Australian Open and then, of course, Krajikova in, in Dubai. But before that defeat to Krajikova, she was playing fantastically well. And, and it's funny, I was talking to James Blake last week for, for the podcast, and, and he was saying, you know, that it probably takes a bit of pressure off her having lost that unbeaten run, you know, now she comes into this almost starting afresh. And, and I, I agree with him. I think she, she's going to thrive. I think she'll win this. I, I can't see, Krajikova will have to, you know, there aren't many players who can genuinely beat her at the moment. I mean, Rebecca is in her top of the, in her half of the draw, but in these conditions, I don't think she's mm. got a chance against Fiontek. She needs it quicker. Um, Sabalenka would need it quicker. 
Krajikova's perhaps, you know, let's say one of the few players that could beat her in these conditions. I'd, I'd add Ostapenko into that perhaps because she can beat anyone in, on her day. Um, I'd also add someone else who I'm, I won't spoil it, but who, who is my pick for the top half, who has beaten Sviontek before. So, you know, I think the pressure's off her a bit because she's lost that unbeaten run and her, her conditions, she's got her conditions she will win. Am I going to back her at plus 160? No, I'm not. No, it's not my sort of price. But yes, I'll be trying to take her on. But I think she's going to win it. That's the beauty of the each way betting that Bet Rivers offer. Yeah. You can get a nice big price about someone to get to the final, which is even better than betting the plus 160 on, on the Iga to win. But I think 160 is a very generous price. And I think that'll be very, very popular. I think she'll be the worst the result in the book by some way. Let's have a look at this breakdown of these prices, though, to win the WCA event this week. The WCA 1000 in the Indian Wells is the fifth biggest tournament of the year outside the majors, uh, the biggest tournament outside the majors. Shrontek is plus 160, Sabalenka plus 900, uh, Kujikova plus 1400 in a very, very difficult draw. Uh, the chances are, you know, she, she's got, got really got her work cut out to get to the final. Jessica Pegula plus 1400, Ribikina is plus 1800, Coco Goff 2200, Melinda Benchik 2200, Onjabur, season blighty by injuries plus 2500, Azarenka 3000, Thirty-three hundred, Zachary thirty-three hundred, and Carolyn Garcia, who hasn't been in the greatest of forms, I mean, bit inconsistent, um, beating flat trap bullies, as I call it. You know, beats the beats the, the one she's supposed to be beating, and then runs into someone that she's going to, she should lose to, and she usually does at thirty-five hundred. But you like someone at a bigger price than that uh, in the same half as Sriontek. Um, tell us who that you like. It was not even in the betting there. Yeah, yeah, I've already mentioned Ostapenko in the bottom half. Um, yeah, back to Garcia. I mean, she she got to the final in in where was it? Austin? Or was it Monterey? I get between Monterey. Monterey it was, and she lost to Vekic, which again, you know, on paper she shouldn't have done, and and it sort of goes with what you're saying. You know, she wins when she's supposed to, but you know, at the final hurdle, that's the second final she's lost in because she lost to Alicia Parks in Leon as well. You know, she just just not getting it. Done and she got beat moment. by Lynette in Australian in the Australian Open when she was looking yeah. so good as well. We, I bet I better for the Australian Open, and she was looking so work good, and then she got that shot result. Something mentally is not right about the uh, Caroline Garcia. She she's brilliant uh, on one day; she can be fantastic, and then I don't think she's got that winning mentality to to win the big tournaments like this. Yeah, that could well be the case. I mean, you could say that about a few few yeah. names uh, in the draw, but yeah. So top half. Um, Sviontek in her quarter you've got Andrescu former winner but she's out of form and struggle with fitness Madison Keys has played well here before but when she faced Sviontek in the quarterfinals last year she won just one game um, so you wouldn't fancy her chances against the pole Beatrice Hadaj Meyer is interesting with her lefty serve but she's a bit up and down Garcia as we've mentioned she's never been past the fourth round here the second quarter looks really quite weak. Um, on Jabur, we mentioned she may not be fully fit after her injury layoff. Daria Kazakina would appear to have been in really poor form, although she was match point up against Krajikova in Dubai, who went on to win the tournament. So maybe Kazakina isn't in that bad form. Um, I think we can put a line through her here, though. Paola Badoza, 2021 winner. She's working her way back after injury. Rebakina reached the quarterfinals last year, going up to Sakari. You know, she beats Sviontek in the Australian Open. 
she's probably the safest option, you know, if you were looking to oppose Fiontech. But in these conditions, I, I don't see it. So I'm going to go for one. She's $70 each way. Um, is Karolina Mukova. Um, from what I can tell, she hasn't played at Indian Wells before. She was ruled out by injury. And, and that's the big question mark, is her fitness. Uh, she's she's had, I think it's abdomen trouble, abdominal sort of muscle injuries, you know, a succession of them. In Dubai, she comprehensively beat Belinda Bencic, uh, I think 6-4-6-1. But then she had to pull out of her quarterfinal with Jessica Pegula. Um, her first round match against Yulia Putintseva is no gimme. And then it's Victoria Azarenka in round two. So she's got a tough start. Things do get a bit easier after that. But I think she's shown she's somewhere back to her best in recent weeks. But as I say, the injury cloud is the big negative. And she's won her only previous tour meeting with Iga Svantec. That was on clay in 2019. It was before Svantec made her breakthrough. A year later... So I think August 2020, again, just before Svantec won the French Open, uh, she beat her in an exhibition. I think it went to like a match tie break. Um, obviously, a lot has happened since. Um, Svantec's become this juggernaut. But uh, I think Mukova, has, has she's shown enough recently to, to suggest that she can she can give anyone a game. Um She's my second each way pick, and you know if you know if she gets to the semis and, and meets Fiontek, we we can trade off a little bit. But um, you know, in a tournament where you know Sviontek, she dominates the betting, she's she's more than likely going to win this. But in the event that she slips up somewhere, I think it's probably a good idea just to have two two each way plays at, at nice prices, and we'll see what happens. So we got Mukova at plus seven thousand, and yeah. what price have we got Ostapenko? Uh, plus five thousand. Plus five. That'll do a bit. Of that, that that little bit of interest. Get a, get one of them in the final. Laugh. You know, it's this tournament hasn't. Like, there's some, been some shock winners of this tournament. There has recent been. years, especially. Mm. So um, uh, yeah, it really has thrown up. Yeah, Igor Svantec oh, yeah. will definitely be the person to beat. She'll be very popular, as I say, at plus 160. I'm convinced that price will bring out the big hitters. If you look at her draw, you look at that section of the draw, I just cannot see how she cannot get through to the semi-final. I think she'll be a very heavy favourite, maybe sort of minus $6, $7, whoever she meets in the, in the semi-final. So I think she's going to be in the final. Uh, and then it could be anybody. But I think Svantec, but, you know, we're here to, it's all about value. Betting's all about value. You know, you, you we, we could make the case that Shrontek is the person to beat, but at plus 160, do we think the value in Rory thinks there's probably better value by playing each way on the other two in the draw? So there are picks on the outright market, and you've got a selection. Give us five matches here on the first round matches. Obviously, none of the seeds are in action. These players are playing for their right to play the seed, and these matches are in action tomorrow. So check out the Bet Rivers website. There isn't an order of play out yet, so we don't know exactly what time they are, but we're guessing around about one o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, talk us through these matches, Roy. You, you know, the first one, Radicano, Emma Radicano. Obviously, so so much been said over this side of the pond about Radicano. Uh, come through that shot queen in the US Open and has done nothing since. She's she's had more. She's got some, ten different coaches, I think, since then. Um, she, she's always a player that I want to fade, whoever she's in, and she's a very heavy favourite here at minus three hundred five. Um, what do you think of her chances tomorrow? Yeah, I, I was when I saw this match come out, I was thinking, yeah, I like the look of this. Uh, Danka Kovinic plus two three five. 
She hasn't played that well in the last couple of weeks, but she did show some form uh, in Leon uh, indoors um, before she ran into Alicia Parks, who went on to win the tournament. She also beat Raducanu in their only previous meeting at last year's Australian Open. The Briton hasn't played since this year's Australian Open. She missed Austin last week due to tonsillitis. So, you know, there's you know, there's enough there to suggest, well, maybe, maybe we could oppose her. And in these conditions, Kovanich is just the sort of player she doesn't want to meet because Kovanich, she she likes to do long rallies. She kind of waits for the error. You know, she can hit the odd winner. Raducanu is obviously a player who goes for winners. You know, she's she's got great, great racket speed and, and she can hit winners from anywhere on a faster surface. On this, I'm really not sure. So... Yeah, I, I really do fancy Kovinic to win at, at plus two, three, five. I think it's a really good price. You know, Raducanu is, is priced up based on, you know, and certainly not based on the last few months. You know, she's priced up based on reputation and, and winning that slam. As you say, she hasn't done a hell of a lot since winning the US Open. And uh, she's had coaches. She's had lots of injuries and illnesses. So, you know, definite, definite scope to uh, to oppose her here. I think Rory's already put his money down because as we've uh, we're while we're recording this, I've checked the price and now down to plus two twenty Kovinich. So the money's <laughs> already come for Danku Kovinich plus two twenty. The Jawani millions are down. Uh, the spread <laughs> is four and a half. You might want to bet Kovinich with a four and a half game start, and the total games are pitched at twenty and a half. But uh, definitely want to oppose Redukano in some kind of capacity, and we're just going to go straight for the one win on the money line Kovinich at plus two thirty five. Has gone now plus 220 is the price that Bet Rivers are offering, but still represents some value. Uh, Yastrometska, um, a favorite minus 265 against Bonda, uh, plus 205. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, neither player in great form. Bonda is a clay court specialist. She actually gave Lin Zhu a good match in Monterey, it was 6 4, 7 6, and the Hungarians served 10 aces. It's altitude at Monterey. Um, she should serve more races here with the thin air at Indian Wells. Uh, we opposed Yastremska successfully last week, and I'm happy to take her on again. Um, she lost to Annalena Friedson uh, in the first round in Monterey. Her temperament leaves very much to be desired. Her world rankings down to 142. Um, Bondar, I say, clay court specialist pace of the courts won't you know won't trouble her yeah is a player who likes to hit winners i think bondar's a bet here at plus 205 i really think you know as i say neither player in great form but i think bondar she's shown signs you know she hasn't won matches nor as yeah hasn't won a great deal you know many matches either but i think bondar is playing well enough to to definitely outrun her odds here so plus 205 I'm on there. That, that one hasn't shifted, has it? <laughs> no, no. Plus two or five no, is still there. Perfect. Minus two sixty-five. Sometimes in these games, when you look at these matches and you make the case for the underdog at plus two or five, or you look for someone around about two thirty-five, do you ever do you ever consider just do you, just do you want to your it's your strategy just to bet them to win the match? Because I I always my my betting strategy is always to get them on the handicap because. Sometimes we re- read the game completely right. The winner set goes six three, and then it gets to four four in the second. They have a couple of break point opportunities, don't take them, and they lose the final set six two. And we have a great run for our money, and we get beat. Um, just something that you know. Some people's strategies are different, but if you are looking for Bonda, she's getting a four and a half game start here, and you know I I I like 
if you gave me that bet today, Bonda, I'd be, I'd be, I'd better on the handicap as well, just to hedge my position as well. Something, you know, is this something you do as well, Rory, or something you would? Don't like the handicaps with especially women's tennis because right. you get so many, you know, you just get the odd, like really lopsided set, which completely throws you. And obviously, they can work both ways. But where, you know, in the men's game, it's probably a better tactic because it's much harder to break serve in the men's game. Mm. So, you know, you're going to get the sort of closer, you're going to get more of the sort of six, four, seven, sixes, seven, fives. In the women's game, suddenly you'll get a 6-1, 6-2 from nowhere. Seem, you know, in a close match, you'll get a 6-1, 6-2 from nowhere, and there's your handicap bet gone. So I tend to prefer the the money line just because you know, I, I you know, then there, you know, some players also have you know trouble getting over the line. We've seen it in so many women's matches where you know, players oh, last week, Anastasia Potter Pova, <laughs> who I backed out right. You know, she was five love up in the third set against Katie Vol- Volinets and lost seven five. So, you know, you just get these in women's tennis as opposed to men's tennis, where it's usually a bit more predictable. In women's, you just get these sudden, I hate the word momentum, but you get these shifts. I was going to say momentum mm. shift, but it's not really a momentum shift. It's just the wheels come off. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I feel like, with the money line, at least it's it's kind of certain, it's definite. Someone's won, and you're not anxiously looking at the number of games. No, well, <laughs> yeah, amount of times I've done it though, and I've bet someone a big price money line, and then they've had, they've traded minus three hundred in play yeah, and lost. That's it's absolutely sick. Our next game we want to talk about is uh, Linda Noshkova against. Uh, Arena Begu, two players in very, very different stages of their career. Noshkova is obviously only 18-year-old Czech, doing really well this year. Meets, meets the final of Adelaide and uh, quarterfinals in Lyon up against uh, Begu, who's what, th- th- almost she's 15 years a senior um, at a sort of twilight of her career. Um, but still capable of producing some good matches, but not had the best of seasons. She hasn't. Um I do think a return to slower conditions might help her. Um, Noshkova hasn't played for four weeks, but as, as you say, you know, she won in Adelaide. She didn't qualify for the Australian Open. Um, then she thumped Garbinia Muguruza um, before going out. I'm trying to think where that was. It might have been Abu Dhabi. Um, she was in decent form. I was tempted by Begu, especially with her experience, but Noshkova was really good on clay last season she made her name in sort of itf tournaments so the slower conditions might well help her as well so a match i'm gonna leave alone i am gonna get involved in the next one though um two yeah. grand that looks an absolute... and slam winners yeah no less two grand slam um, winners in 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 no, play, playing for the right to get into the top five play a player from the top 32 and the beauty of this game, Bet Rivers cannot split them. An All-American clash in Indian Wells have a big, big crowd. It's going to have a big, big handle. Probably the show game, show match of the day. Sloane Stevens against Sophia Kenning. Minus 112, the pair. Um, you make your choice. You pick them whichever you want to go with. But you're coming from this from a different perspective rather than actual to find the winner of the match. Yeah. I mean, both have pretty patchy profiles of late. I think it's fair to say. Stevens. Made the quarterfinals last week in Austin, lost to Vavara Gracheva, um, who went all the way to the final. 
Kenin was thrashed into Dubai first round by Marie Bush Boskova, 6 1 6 1. They met last August in the Rogers Cup. That's the um, WTA 1000 event in Toronto. I mean, it will be in Montreal this year. They ch- switch venues every year. And Stevens won 7 5 in the third. I just think this is going to be close. Yeah, I think it's going to go the distance. And so, so my play, you know, I'm looking at overs on games and I've, I've played the over 25 and a half games and that's at plus 170 but I think it's going to be I was going to say old gunslingers I think Kenin's only she's still only about 23 24 isn't she so they're hardly they're hardly advanced in years I mean Stevens has been around for a long time but uh yeah this this should be a a really entertaining match between two players who, who have gone right to the top. They've won slams and uh, hopefully they'll bring out the best of each other and, uh, and the crowd will be involved as well. So that always helps. It should be, should be a cracker for, uh, as you say, the right to play a seed. Yeah, it will be a very, very popular match. That one for sure for the American betters. Just if you go to the Bet Rivers website, click on Total Games, you'll see the line is pitched at 21 and a half with over minus 117. The little cursor at the bottom, you move that along to whichever game you want. If you want to take Roy's advice, you're going over 25 and a half. Roy, is that right? That's right. Yeah. And that is plus 170. Why? Why? What's the reasoning for going so high at the one, the, the 25 and a half? Well, I think it will go three sets. Right. So, you know, you're looking at an average of under nine games a set. So it's it's a sort of one where even if you get a 6-2, you're still in with a very good chance. So, you, you know, you get a six, you know, I think it will be close. So we're looking at maybe a couple of six fours. That's 20 games. So you're almost there. You know, you yeah. a couple of six fours, you're there. Um I can't see. You know, say, I think it will be close. Uh, you know, you can and you can get away with, you know, one lopsided set. And you know, in, and you know, the, the the you know lower numbers, you're you're kind of between. You've got straight sets. It's still a player. If you're convinced it will go three sets, which I am, and you know, I think for it to you know over two and a half sets is about one thir- plus one thirty. I think you you may as well go a bit more, yeah. you know, on the games. As I say, you know, if this if this was six three three six six three, you're still going to win. Yeah, that's yeah. twenty seven games. So I think I was I was tempted by the twenty six and a half games for a bit more. I think that's over plus two hundred. But I think let's you know let's stick to over twenty five and a half games. You know, if if you think it's going to go three sets. Then go. Yeah. You can go over twenty four, over twenty five games quite happily. Yeah, the 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 one if the twenty and a half and the twenty one and a half lines are always good. If you think it's a straight sets winning, you're still going to cash six yeah. four yeah. seven five. You know that. But if you think you're going to go all the way, your your conviction your conviction is it's going to go three sets. I can understand the logic. Go twenty five and a half, which is plus one seventy, which you should get done in the third set if this match goes uh, the distance. The final match you want to talk about, uh, Mandlik. We spoke about her last week, and she's up against uh, another. This is another two players in sort of very different uh, parts of their career. Elizabeth Mandlik, who's the daughter of Hannah Mandlikova, and Alison Risk, another American Tour veteran. Um, two very different um, players in their career. Uh, Risk is a favourite, a very strong favourite, minus two hundred five against Mandlik. Uh, one thing I'll tell you now, Alison Risk at minus 205, that does sound, look very, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where you're coming from here, but that does look a bit low to me. 
it is and it it might i mean and and backing up that i mean they met um last august in san jose and mandlik actually won um before taking a set off paula Badoza. she's nowhere near that form at the moment um mandlik i actually looked at mandlik last week she was up against anastasia potapova in the first round and i was thinking about potapova in straight sets or unders on games and uh, I talked myself out of it and Potipova won 6-2-6 love. So I really shouldn't have talked myself out of it. Um, she's not in great form at all. She's not playing well. Uh, Riska, Riska Amrich Raj, as she is, her married name, um, she went out early to Katie Volonets at the same tournament and Volonets beat Potipova. I mean, Volonets had an amazing tournament uh, Riska hasn't you know Amrit Ross she hasn't won in a while she has lost to some half decent opposition I don't think she's actually playing that badly um and you look at the quality of opponent that she's lost to it's a bit bit higher than the quality of opponent that Mandlik has been playing um I expect Risk to win comfortably in this one I, as I say I think she's playing all right and I fancy her to win in straight sets um as often with the case with Bet Rivers the bet is Mandlich not Mandlich or not to win a set um, slightly better than the straight sets? That is plus one, two, three. Actually, looked up Mandlich or oh, her mum, Hannah Mandlich, over last week. She actually won two, two, well, three slams, and she beat Navratilova in two finals, which was quite good going. She met Navratilova in two slam finals and beat. Did her she win both. the French Open? Or the Australian? I'm Open? not sure. She won Wimbledon. Did she win Wimbledon? No, I don't she won the Australian. I think she's an Australian US, and I think she beat Navratilova in the final of both. But um, yeah, she, she was she a was doubles partner as well. She was a doubles partner. Yeah, at the end. So yeah, when it was funny when they won, they, I think it was uh, might have been Wimbledon together. They were up against Pam Shriver and I think Neri Joe Fernandez, and Shriver had been Navratilova's partner for years and years, and they'd won everything together, and then they split. And then Navratilova won the, the Wimbledon final with Madlikova against Shriver. So, anyway, we digress. She won three, she <laughs> won three majors and she got two Wimbledon finals. Yeah. Never won Wimbledon. But Australian, French yeah. and the US Open. Hannah Madlikova. She's a lot better than her daughter. That's all we do. That's what that's we do. That's, at the moment, she's, her daughter's got time. But, yeah, at the moment... I, I would have a safe bet that there's Hannah, yeah, Hannah Madlikova will be the number one tennis player <laughs> in that household. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to strong recommendation that. Uh, but you're going to go for a risk to win, um, uh, Manlik not to win a set. That is, I'm not going to excuse the pun. That that's quite a risky bet to go for a risk. Because she's only one. She's only won. She's what's her form this year? One and six, and she's only won one great. in her last ten matches. But oh, you know, Manlik has only won one in her last seven as well. So, two players in not the best of form, but. Uh, Interesting thoughts on that one there, uh, especially with the head-to-head -head being too, uh, so, so convincing to Manly as well. But uh, two players in bad form. Alison Rich does have the home support behind her. So, Roy, just give us a little recap of your picks uh, here for Indian Wells, your outrights and your matches for the first round tomorrow. Okay, so the outrights got Yelena Ostapenko at $50 each way and Karolina Mukova at $70 each way. For the matches, Danka Kovinic to beat Emma Raducanu, that's plus 235. Anna Bondar at plus 205 to beat Diana Yastremska. Sloan Stevens against Sofia Kenin, the clash of two slam winners. Over 25 and a half games I've gone for there, and that's plus 170. And finally, Elizabeth Mandlik against Alison Risk at Armitage. 
I've gone for Mandlick not to win a set at plus one, two, three. I love the opposition of Raducanu. I really like that bet. Raducanu <laughs> seemed in, in the in a little interview she, just, she did to say that she was playing WTA tennis. It was like someone the tournament sponsors have got a hand behind her. I'm very pleased to say that I'm back. <laughs> she, she, I, could, I, I think she's rushing back from injury. She doesn't look interested in the game at all. And I, I think it, her minus three or five is a very good lay. Uh, the other, uh, sorry, a good fade. And the other thing I, um, I love that game's bet. Stone Stevens, Sophia Kennan. I think that goes all the way in a marathon match uh, for the American betters. And in the fans on day one of Indian Wells, it's a massive week of tennis here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, Sean Calver has given his thoughts on the ATP Tour event, which is here at Indian Wells as well. The men's part of the draw. He's got a nice pick for you there and some first round matches checked out that's live on betting weekly now uh tomorrow james blake who's played in this tournament so many times will give us some information what he feels about what's going to take to win him and his idea of a winner and then sean is actually going to be there sean calvert is over in indian wells he's flying out uh tomorrow and he'll be there live from california on thursday and friday giving us all the information courtside and also giving us his best bets as the tournament progresses uh it's going to be a massive week warry will probably speak to you as well later on in the week i've only literally just got off a plane from dubai an hour and a half ago so i'm absolutely shattered so uh, i'll have a speak to you in the morning i'm sure we'll get you on a couple more times as the tournament goes on as well so it's a bumper week of tennis action indian wells is a huge event and the best place to follow it is here on game bet match you can follow it three ways you can follow it on twitter on our joint uh, handicap uh, or sorry, our joint twitter account which all the handicappers share which is at because we win you can download the podcast on your podcast provider or your preferred podcast provider which is at betting weekly game bet match and you can also give us a like and a subscribe on our youtube channel which is the bet rivers network rory thank you very much as always for joining us and thank you very much for filling in my uh, shoes last week with james blake really appreciate that uh keep watching this week it's gonna be bumper it's gonna be bets all the way and i'm really confident this is the week we're gonna hit form forget january forget february the tennis season starts now take care thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network 